to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 22nd of June 2014, entitled Spiritual Warfare, A Daily Battle, Part 1. And the Bible reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. We'd like to be opening your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6 this morning. We'll be taking our reading from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. I invite you to stand with us to honor the reading of God's holy word, beginning in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Father, thank you again this morning for the glorious privilege of being in your house. Thank you, Lord, for each one that is here, and we pray now, Lord, that by your power, Lord, that you would take and take control, that you would take and speak to each heart. Lord, you know each individual that is here. You know the needs that they would have. Father, we just pray that you would do what only you can do for your glory, your glory alone. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. This is, of course, a familiar passage that we find in, in God's Word. It's one that is certainly familiar to us here at Bethel because it is these verses that became our theme somewhat 13 years ago when we began our February conference, which we took from this passage, call it the Sword of the Spirit Conference. And of course, the main primary goal behind that was that our young people in this world, when they're being so torn down and demoralized and attacked on every front, that they could be encouraged, built up, and strengthened in the Lord. The book of Ephesians, of course, written by the Apostle Paul while he was in prison, is focused greatly upon the unity of the body, the unity of true believers as the bride of Christ and that life of living, a spirit-filled life, a spirit-controlled life. 
And of course, as he comes to the close of this letter here in chapter 6, these true believers, this body of Christ that he's been talking to, he finishes off here in chapter 6 by giving both warning and instruction concerning this matter of spiritual warfare. Now, the existence of this warfare is certain. And as believers, if you are a child of God, you will face it. It is a very real part of our lives individually as well as corporately as a church. We find that in his writing here, he begins with these words, finally, my brethren. Finally. Yes, finally in the sense that this is, if you would, the closing of his comments, his final words. He's coming to an end of the letter. But also something else can be seen in his words here. This word that is translated finally in our Bibles it carries with it also this meaning of from henceforth or from now on, if you would. So the last thing that he's going to address, but he's teaching them something here that finally, from now on, you see the war with Satan is already won. Christ won it for us at Calvary. We find that when he died upon that cross and shed his blood, when he hung there and he said, it is finished, and when they found the empty tomb three days later, the battle was won. The crucifixion and the resurrection sealed Satan's fate forever. You can count on it. And in Christ, as we sang earlier, the victory is already ours. That is not in question. This passage of Scripture is not trying to say that this battle that was fought at Calvary is having to be fought again. But in our day-to-day -day life, there are continual battles that are very real. And from now on, until the day that the Lord comes, comes for us, returns and fights that final battle with Satan, as long as we are here upon this earth, until that day that God makes it all well, there will be no cessation. There'll be no truces called. This spiritual warfare will exist until Christ comes back. Satan is not going to just quit someday. He's not going to, to set back. He's not going to say that I've had enough. The first time this earth will know that day is the day that when Christ comes back to set up his kingdom and Satan is put into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. But for that thousand years, his influence will be gone from this earth. But of course, when he's released at the end, he'll rear up and he'll bring those with him again. When that final battle is fought, we find that then he's not just put in the bottomless pit, but the Bible says he's cast into the lake of fire where he will be forever and 
ever. My thought today is simply spiritual warfare, a daily battle. It's ironic because we stop and we try to think, well, how does Satan attack us? How does this warfare pan out in our lives? Can Satan attack people physically? Well, yes, we certainly have illustrations in Scripture. He certainly put a, a pretty good physical problem on Job, only because God allowed it, though. We find that even in the New Testament, even Paul said that Satan meant to, to buffet him in the flesh. He had this thorn in the flesh, but God allowed it to be there for a good reason. So, yes, sometimes Satan's attacks can be physical. The Bible teaches us that sometimes he is active in actually hindering things. We know that even Paul himself, writing to one of the churches, I can't remember which one it was now, but he even said to them that his desire had been to be there with them, but he had been hindered because of Satan in being able to get there already. We know that he actually can blind the minds of people, and if the gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. We find that Satan can attack in so many ways, and of course, one of the ways that we experience so many times in our lives is, is his subtle temptations. You know, sometimes these attacks are from the outside. But sometimes they're from the inside. And, you know, he will tempt you to do anything that's contrary to what God would have. It may be the temptation to just take a, an easier path. It may be the temptation to do something that you know that your flesh will just enjoy so much. It may be the temptation to do something that's just worldly. You come in all kinds of ways. I mean, the Bible speaks of him on one hand as a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. On the other hand is an angel of light that actually appears to be something good and, and wonderful. We find that we have a formidable enemy. We've talked lately, and it was funny. Again, on the way to church this morning, there were some talking about the spiritual battles, and the question came up, how do you know? How do you know when things are just seemingly going bad and going wrong in your life? How do you know if it's the devil attacking? How do you know if it's you messing up? Or how do you tell these things? And I'll tell you right off the bat that sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we don't know where the battle's coming from, or sometimes we don't understand why. It took Job quite a while before God in the end, and I mean all, they were all telling him, you know, what a bad guy he was, and I, boy, he had surely made God mad some way. That wasn't the reason at all. It's not always easy to know the facts that we do know are that you, if you're a child of God, if you're a believer, you will be attacked. 
I've said lately, and I would say it again. And part of the reason I believe with all my heart that God truly burdened me with this message, this wasn't where I planned on going this week, but I know it's where God took me. There's no question about that. We can look around us individually. Quite a few of you that are here this morning have come to me in recent times because of spiritual warfare because of things, battles that you were having to to struggle with in your life. We look around us. Uh, I I would dare to say that without even thinking very hard, that in recent times we would agree that the sickness has been almost unbelievable. I guarantee you right now that it's just part of our church family. Without even having to think about it, I could probably make a list of eight or ten people that have literal physical problems that are being attacked in some way right now within this small body of believers. I would say that over the past year, because I believe we'll see as we look here, yes, he's been talking about the individual believer and that spirit-filled life, but he's always been addressing them as the unity and the body together collectively. Our church has certainly been under attack, and that's part of Satan's job. He attacks the individual, and he attacks the churches. Individuals have spiritual warfare, and churches have spiritual warfare. We've seen a number of our people so discouraged in recent months. We've seen people that have gone because of doctrinal issues. Well, you know, the thing is, is that one way or the other, you know, the truth of Scripture, and we will be looking at this this morning and this evening, it's the truth of Scripture that is going to protect us. We can never turn from truth, but Satan does. Satan comes along Sometimes it's just to deceive someone. Sometimes he can be so very deceptive. We have seen people that are not here now because of simply sin not being dealt with. Folks, sin is like a cancer. We're all sinners saved by God's grace. Thank God that even though I look at myself in the mirror and I still see a sinner standing there, I thank God that in God's presence, I'm not that sinner. But he sees me clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ as he does you if you're his child. But the truth is, is that when there's sin that is not dealt with, it's cancer and it can only cause more. Satan fights in all these ways and I believe that probably the last year, both personally and as a church, we've seen some of the greatest spiritual warfare that we've had to deal with in years. But listen, just because there are some that aren't here, that doesn't mean that we've lost the battle. That doesn't mean sometimes in our own lives, just because things aren't looking rosy, it doesn't mean that we've lost the battle. I want us to take a look at this scripture And there's only so deep that we can look at it in in, in one day. But as we look at the warnings and the instruction that is given to us here concerning this spiritual warfare that you will deal with, if you are a child of God, you will be attacked by the enemy. There is no question about it. We find that I want you to notice some things that we can fully understand. 
He says here in verse 10, finally, from henceforth, from now on until the Lord comes back, he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We get weary. We sometimes feel like, you know, I just can't go on. You need to keep in mind an absolute fact. You may not know why you're going through what you're going on. You may not understand all the reasons for it. You may not understand how long that it's going to be there, but one thing you know for certain is that our strength is in the Savior. It's not whether we feel weak or not that matters. We're not going to lose the battle just because that we don't have the strength for it. It's not our strength. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You see, Paul said in the final analysis, <laughs> from now till Christ comes back, strength is needed. You're going to need to be strong. The word here actually carries with it, be strong in the Lord, of being strengthened, of receiving strength. You're going to need to be strengthened. You're going to need to receive strength. As long as you have breath in your body, you need to be strong in the Lord. Your strength is in the Savior. Receive strength. He's saying, be strengthened in the Lord. And it carries the idea of being continually strengthened in Christ. You see, I know sometimes I'm just as human as you. Sometimes I don't feel like I can go on. I don't feel like I've got the strength to maybe fight another battle. But we have to remember our strength is not in ourselves. He says here, be strong in the Lord and in the power of of his might. That's the strength that we have as a resource. Our strength is in the power of his might, the power of the one that spoke the universe into existence, the power of the one that holds it all in place. Your strength is in him. He didn't say be strong in yourself. He didn't say do your exercises and, 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 and get all this physical strength that you need. He said be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Battle, the battles are real. Spiritual warfare is not going to go away until Christ returns. So from now on until that time, we need to be strong in the Lord. We need to be receiving strength from him. It's not our ability that matters. It's his. It's not your power, your might, your strength. It's all in him. Ephesians 3.16 says to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. The strength that we're talking about here, you know, I've seen some, what I would consider to be very strong Christians before, but they weren't very much to look at in the flesh. <laughs> they weren't some muscle-bound person that you think they were strong. You see, what he's saying is it's this inner man. We need to be strengthened within. Regardless of what the flesh is feeling, we need to be strengthened with the might of his spirit, of the Holy Spirit in the inner man. 
Paul wrote later to the church at Philippians, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That's quite a statement when you stop to think about it. He was saying, there is absolutely nothing that I'm going to be too weak to do that God wants done because all things through Christ, I can do it. There's never a shortage of strength. We need to realize our strength is in the Savior. If we belong to him, it's his strength, his power, his might that we need to continually be strengthened in. We've got to quit fighting these battles ourselves, trying to figure it out ourselves, trying to do what we can do. We need to be strengthened. Preacher, how can we do that? Well, we'll get to that. He wrote to the church at Colossae. He said in Colossians 1.11, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. In other words, it doesn't matter how long the battle goes on for. If we're depending on our strength, yeah, we'll get battle worn and we may sit down and quit. But our strength is in the Savior. Our strength comes from his spirit. And he strength is within, whether people on the outside know it or not. His strength is sufficient to do all things. There is nothing. There is no task. There is no battle. There is nothing that's too strong for him. And to all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. It's his strength that will keep you going. In other words, very simple, folks. From now on, as long as you live, until you either leave this world or the Lord returns for you, you need to be strong. There's no place for weakness in this spiritual warfare. You need to be continually strengthened by the Lord, by his mighty power. He is the only strength that is sufficient, and it is all sufficient. It's everything that you need. You need this strength continually. And he's going to go on and tell us why. Because of this daily battle that you will be involved in if you're a child of God. Now, if you're not, don't worry about it. You're not going to have to fight against Satan. You're just going to have to spend eternity with him one day. But you don't have to worry about any of this if you don't know Jesus Christ. Because whatever battles you might have with him, you only have your strength. I would hate to be in this world and know the power that Satan holds, and know the desire, the goal, the purpose that he has for all of humanity, and to know that I had to fight that battle alone. There are many today that they're, they're resting, they're holding on to, to some kind of religion, but they're fighting the battle in their strength. They keep failing and they don't understand why because they don't have the one that they need the strength from. They don't belong to him. But when you're a child of God and he brings all that together even later, there will be this daily battle because of these battles that we're involved in. But you know what? There is never anywhere a question about the availability of this strength. He tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, to continually be strengthened from now until the Lord comes back. 
be strengthened in him. There's never a question of the strength not being there. The only question lies with us. Only you can answer. Are you operating? Maybe, maybe you don't care enough. Or maybe you're genuinely trying, but you're just not winning. Are you doing it in your strength? Are you receiving his strength? The first thing that's important about spiritual warfare is to realize, folks, you've got to know this. It's so simple, but our strength is in the Savior. That's vitally important in this fight. But he shows us something else here in the next verse. Not only is our strength in the Savior, but notice what he says in verse 11. But on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now he's going to come back to this armor in a minute. But he's telling us here that we need to continually be strengthened. We need to put on this armor for what reason? To be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Our strength is in the Savior, but our stand is against Satan. Don't ever forget it. The word put, put on the whole armor of God. It carries with it a, a, a sense of urgency. It's given in the, in the original in, a, in an imperative. This is not a question. You shouldn't even have to think about this. Be strong in the Lord and put on your armor. In other words, you can't do without this, believers. The battle is there. It's a matter of urgency that you be prepared for it, that you put on the armor that God has supplied for you. And it has this idea when it puts on of permanence. In other words, you got to put it on and keep it on. It's not something you can just put on occasionally and put it on the shelf. He's showing here a continue. You need to put this armor on and you need to keep this armor on. You don't want to be unprotected. The devil doesn't really care when he attacks. He'll try grab any opportunity that he possibly can. He's telling us here, don't, don't be found without your armor, believers. Now, he's using the armor of a Roman soldier to give us a, a picture of the spiritual armor of God that we're to wear, and we'll look at that later. But what I want you to notice here, first of all, is why. Why do we need to be strong in the Lord? Why do we need to put this armor? Because we need to stand against Satan. That's who we're standing against, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word stand there, it means to hold your position. It means to be unmovable. It means to be standing ready and, 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 and prepared. When it's used as a military term, which is certainly in the context of the battle that he's talking about here, it was meant for that soldier to resist the enemy and to hold that critical position in the battle. Stand to be able to resist the enemy and make sure that he didn't give up that ground. There's no question as to who our enemy is. You can read all through Scripture, and I'm not going to dwell today on the, the array of tricks that he will use. This battle is going to go on day by day, as we said, until Christ returns. You better mark it down. This enemy will do anything 
in everything. There is nothing that is beyond him if he thinks that he'll be able to defeat you. If we will follow God's instructions, if we will be strong in him and put on the protection that he has supplied for us, he says here we can stand against the wiles of the devil. We can stand against his schemes. We can stand against his strategies. He says, you're going to do this. You're going to be strong in the Lord. You're going to put on the armor so that you will stand against the wiles of the devil. See, the wiles. <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting word. It carries with it the idea of craftiness, of cunningness, of deceit, of trickery, of deception. In other words, we use the term sometimes, somebody using every trick in the book. Well, Satan, I'll guarantee you, will use every trick in the book. But he can't get through God's armor. He can't, folks. If you're not protected against him, he'll find a way in there, and he doesn't care what he uses. In fact, this word wiles is such an all-inclusive word that it honestly it can include every sin, every immoral practice that is imaginable, every false religion and cult of this world, every worldly enticement, every temptation that he might be able to bring, every lie, every deceitful trick, anything that Satan might pull, it's included in the wiles of the devil. He can't even imagine anything that would be beyond his willingness to use. But you see, the positive side of that is he's telling you here, your strength is in the Savior. You continue to be strengthened in him. You put on the armor of God, and you'll stand against whatever he can bring against you. You don't have to be defeated. God has given you sufficient. He's the one that you've got to stand against, though. We find that First Peter Chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5. Notice what he says here, verse 8 and 9. We mentioned part of this early. He says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom? Resist steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, the same things. Every Christian has got to face his onslaughts, but we can resist steadfast. We can stand firm against this enemy. So we need to get these simple thoughts in our mind that, first of all, our strength is in the Savior. And second of all, and we'll come back to this a bit later too, our stand is against Satan. People aren't your enemy. Other churches aren't your enemy. It's not the people that may be responsible for the bad things that are your enemy. Your stand is against Satan. That's who you've got to stand against. Whatever people and whatever tricks and whatever that he might be using to get through to you, your strength is in the Savior. 
but your stand is against Satan. I want to give you this final thought this morning, and we'll come back this evening. Our strength is in the Savior. Our stand is against the Savior. But thirdly, our struggle is spiritual. Our struggle is spiritual. What's he say in verse 12? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I don't know how many of you have ever wrestled. Have you ever tried to wrestle anybody from a distance, Andrew? Kind of hard to do, isn't it? <laughs> there's one thing about wrestling. There's only one way to do it, and that's hand-to-hand. -hand. <laughs> now, there's different kinds of wrestling, some fair and some unfair. <laughs> there's real wrestling. There's arm wrestling. One thing is for certain. You can't have any kind of wrestling that's not one-on-one, hand-to-hand. -on -hand. That's what he's talking about here. We wrestle. He's denoting this. We are in this hand-to-hand, one-on-one combat. It's a personal battle, in other words. It's not just against Christians and churches in general. A lot of times people kind of like to think, well, this is just some kind of a, a general battle that's going on out there in the sky somewhere. It's specifically against individual believers and against particular local churches. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Continually be strengthened. Why? So that you can stand against the wiles of Satan. And he goes on because <laughs> we're wrestling. In other words, you can't do this yourself. You got to have God's strength. You got to have God's armor because your enemy is not a flesh and blood enemy. It's a spiritual enemy, which, you know, means bottom line, it's not one that's fought by humanity. It's not one, again, that's being fought against other people, which is where so much of our time, and that's one of Satan's great tricks. He gets one person against another person and one church against another church, and he gets all this fighting going on between sometimes believers within the same church. Remember who your enemy is. Remember that your battle is not with flesh and blood. It's not with humanity. This is not a battle with people. Does Satan use people? Of course he does. But Satan's still the enemy. He's still the one that's using them as a pawn sometimes. Oh, he loves to get you involved in the wrong fights instead of the real one. He loves to get people fighting against people and doing part of his dirty work for him. You see, he loves it when you take that battle of somebody else besides him. He can just sit back, watch, watch all the destruction, laugh about it. Destroy other people. He don't care. Saved, lost, whatever. He just wants everybody destroyed anyway. That's not our battle. He says that's not who our battle is against. Our struggle is spiritual. It's against principalities. It's against powers. Against rulers of the darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, you can find all kinds of different comments on who all this is. Most people would accept 
that this basically is just the organization of Satan. He is very organized in all of his spiritual battles. Whatever, we're wrestling. One thing that is absolutely certain, some of the people think that some of these things are earthly things like governments and all that. Well, he just got through saying our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against these spiritual beings. I can say with certainty that the one thing that we need to understand, there can be no doubt that these are spiritual enemies. We stand against Satan in the using of his wiles. He'll bring into play all the forces that he controls. Remember, he took a third of the heavenly host of angels with him when he was expelled from heaven. We talk about them many times as fallen angels, as demons, as devils. That's who we're talking about here. That's who our warfare is against. Now, I know there's a lot of preaching and teaching going on out there that sees a demon under every rock and everything's their fault. No. Because I got news for you. If you're a child of God, there's nothing a demon or a devil or whatever you want to call him can make you do unless you're willing. You can try to say the devil made me do it all you want to. Oh, he might be tempting and he might be instigating. He might be trying to push you that way, but you'll make the choice. The Bible teaches us here, you don't have to give in. As we begin to grasp who our enemy is, the kind of struggle that we're involved in, it should become more clear in our minds why that we need to continually, all the time, be strengthened of the Lord, his power, his might. We need that every day of our lives, every waking moment. We need his strength in our bodies. We need to quit wasting our time fighting all these battles with men and realize that our stand is against Satan. He is our enemy. He's the one that will defeat us if we do not follow God's instructions should become more clear. If we're fighting a spiritual battle, then we've got to have spiritual provision. We've got to have spiritual protection. Only God can give that to us. He supplies us with everything that we need for the battle. You know what? I think one of the worst things that Satan uses against me is clock. <laughs> clock. Seems like he just takes this time away. But the truth is, I hope that as we look here this morning and we think of this matter of spiritual warfare, this daily battle for every believer, I hope that these simple instructions that God has given us here will make a difference that you'll get in your mindset, that you'll realize that you must continually be strengthened by the Lord, that your enemy, the one that you've got to stand against is Satan himself, and that your struggle is spiritual, it's not flesh and blood. God willing, we'll come back and we'll look at this evening the fact that our supplies are sufficient. We're going to look at that armor. Well, you need to put that armor on. And we'll look at the armor that he gives us to, to protect us there. And then, God willing, we'll look at the fact that it's not just the, the armor that he gives us to protect ourselves 
But when we're truly winning this battle, then our speech is significant. What do you mean? I mean, it'll change the way you talk. It'll change what you want to say. It'll change what you do say. Because, you know, remember, the Apostle Paul that's writing this, that's talking about this battle, he's locked away in a jail cell at the time. You know, we want to get to feeling sorry for ourselves, you know, that he's locked away in a jail cell. But I want to tell you something. He's not defeated in that jail cell. He is fighting in that jail cell, and he's winning the battle from that jail cell. And we can win the battle, whatever our circumstances, wherever that we might be physically. We're talking about a spiritual battle that with God's strength, we can beat our enemy. We can stand. We can hold our ground. We don't have to be defeated by him. If you're struggling in your life, take these things and try to be back this evening as we look at some of the practical things of what will give you that strength, how, what, will, what will give you that protection against Satan because you need it. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, that as we read this passage and we realize, Lord, from our own lives that these battles can be very real and they can be so, so challenging and so difficult a lot of times. But Lord, I pray that as we look at the instructions that you've given us here, that you'll help us to realize we, we can't get away from this battle. We have an enemy. Our only hope is first of all to be found in Jesus Christ. Our strength is in having a Savior. We're going to be strengthened in that strength. It can only come because Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. If there be any here this morning that doesn't know Christ as their Savior, pray, Lord, that you'd help them to realize there's an enemy out there that wants to destroy them. They have absolutely no way that they can stand against him or that they can defeat him. But if they come to Christ, he's won the victory over this enemy. And it's that same Christ that won the victory, that same one that rose from the grave is the same one that we can continually be strengthened in. So I pray, Lord. I pray for every believer here this morning that maybe they're fighting, Lord, some difficult battle right now. We know that they're real and we know that they're day to day. Father, I pray that you'd help them to be strengthened in the Savior, to be able to stand against Satan to hold their place, to realize that their struggle is spiritual. This battle is a spiritual battle, and we're all going to be involved in it. The question is, are we equipped for it? Are we prepared for it? Are we able to take the stand that we can take and not lose ground? In Christ's name we pray, amen.